Hi, everybody. This is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. I am so excited today about this. I've never actually done a podcast like this one. I just want to go over one chapter in the book of Isaiah, which you may never have heard before, but it's got the coolest stuff in it, the really good, positive things that you may never have heard before. So let's jump right in. Verse 1, chapter 11, book of Isaiah. And there shall come forth a rod, or a shoot, out of the stem or stock of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots and bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. That is, the respect of the Lord, the honor of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding, and his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Now let's just hold it right there for a second. What, pray tell, is righteousness? Has anybody ever defined that for you? Well, I'm going to show you what it is by the scriptures. By the scriptures. Let's go to Psalms 119, and we'll pick the rest of this back up again after this. But Psalm 119 is a long psalm, and we want to go to verse 172. Psalm 119. And 172 is the verse. Here's what it says. My tongue shall speak of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. All your commandments are righteousness? Yes. Well, what commandments are you talking about? Maybe the Ten Commandments? You shall have no other gods before the true God. You shall not make a graven image to bow down to, to worship. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You shall do no murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not lie. And you shall not covet or envy your neighbor. So those are the Ten Commandments, and where would I find that in, say, the New Testament? Mark 12 and verse 30. Matthew and then Mark. Mark 12 and verse 30. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your personality 
and all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Verse 31, Mark 12 says, And the second, like this, is, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Unquote. This is Jesus saying this. Love your neighbor as yourself and love God with all you've got. Now, what we see here is that love is righteousness. Can we get that? I'm hoping we can. You know, when I talk to pastors about it, asking them, what is righteousness? Well, it's it's being a nice person. It's being kind. And, and yes, of course. But there's more to it than that. And it's defined clearly in Scripture by God himself. We don't need a, a Webster's Dictionary. We've got it right there. Psalm 119, 72, or 172, and Mark 12, 30, and 31. So, with righteousness, he will judge. In other words, Jesus is returning to the earth to judge the earth and take control of it. The whole earth, the whole enchilada, all governments shall bow down and serve him bow down to and serve Jesus. Now, verse 5, and righteousness, i.e. love, love toward God and love toward neighbor, shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Now, what exactly does that mean, a girdle of his reins? Well, it means a belt of righteousness. It will surround Jesus. His love for people and love for God will just explode over the people and we'll all understand it and we'll all grasp it and we'll all do it and love it because that, that is what makes life worth living. Verse 6, get this, this is so cool. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The wolf? A wolf? What? Dwelling with a lamb? And the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion together and the fatling together. Now, a fatling is um, a cow that is less than a year old, I believe. And a little child shall lead them a little child leading around a lion. Come on, Scruffy, let's go. <laughs> wow. And this next one will will shock you. Verse 7. The cow and the bear shall feed together. What? And the young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. In order for that to happen, their entire structure and digestive system will have to change. God's going to make that happen. 
There will be no more carnivores. Yep, exactly. The cow and the bear shall feed together in a field of grass. Can you imagine that? A cow and a bear eating grass together. Their young ones lying down together like friends instead of enemies. You know, bears are normally carnivores. They're carnivores. They eat nothing but meat and whatever else they can find. But usually they're carnivores. They're built to be carnivores. Not anymore. No, and the lions either. Wow, I mean, that's a big deal to me. It's huge. There will be vegans worldwide, even human beings. Yep. And the suckling child, verse 8, shall play on the hole of the asp, or that's a poisonous snake, by the way, and the weaned child shall put his hand into the cockatrice's den, another poisonous snake, and they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Wow! Now, what is this, this all my holy mountain business? Well, let's just go over to Daniel chapter 2 and verse 35. And here's what it says. This is what Daniel himself uh, came up with. Then was the iron and the clay and the brass and the silver and the gold broken into pieces together and became like chaff on the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them, but the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Wow. Now, that's what is meant by the great mountain or the holy mountain in verse 9 of chapter 11 of Isaiah. They shall not hurt or destroy. Excuse me, destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So that's exactly what happens. God takes over the reins of government over every country on planet earth. Wow, that's amazing. What do you think he's going to do? Do you think he's happy with corporations that uh, destroy people's lives, those that create industries that hurt people and don't help them, that uh, rape them or tear them up in some way with their health? Are there corporations that do that? Yes, they take our money. They gladly take donations looking for the cause of diabetes or the cause of heart disease or the cause of cancer. Well, we've known about these things for 50 years, but nobody seems to want the answer. The answer is to become a vegan. Yes, and I'm talking about organic vegan, that we should grow our own food and make sure there's not an animal product to be found on our property. 
because they contain E. coli and other、uh, microbes that are not in our best interest. Believe you me, don't put them in your garden, and certainly don't use Roundup for anything. Don't have a Monsanto product anywhere ever. That's my point of view, anyway. I don't want to have anything to do with corporations that take from the people and don't give what the earth needs back. So God will destroy all of those type of、uh, people if they don't repent of their sins. Of taking people and stealing from them and hurting them, hurting their health and not caring one iota about it, big corporations, including fast food restaurants, including the entire medical industry, including all or most of the charities out there. They are not doing good for the people. Most of the money you donate goes to their administration, and not to the people who need it. And then we, as Americans, we're very benevolent, and that's good. But we need to be careful how we give things to people. A couple of examples: the food in Africa. It never reaches the people. It only reaches those who govern those people. With a sword, and that's not where it was intended to go. We need to be careful how we give. And the other example would be shoes. Let's say we take a、um, shipload full of all kinds of kids' shoes to Haiti, and we give them away. Well, what does that do to the local economy? Does it build it? Oh no, 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 no. Instead, it takes away the businesses of the locals. We need to teach them how, and give them better equipment to make their own. And what about agribusiness and farming? Well, we've got corporations now that have patented our seeds that control the seeds. Control the seeds, you control the world and its food supply, and those that spray chemicals on the ground to make it grow stuff because there's nothing left in the soil. We need to build the soil. We need to grow our own and not depend on big corporations like this that don't do good things for us or the planet. Verse ten. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse. That's Jesus. Now Jesse's not Jesus, but a root of Jesse, who was the father of David. And Jesus is clearly descended from Judah, which came through David.、Um, actually, David came from the line of Judah, which shall stand for an ensign or a sign to the people. To him shall the Gentile nations seek, and his resting place shall be glorious. Can you imagine Jesus coming here and living in a grass tent or a grass hut? I mean, or in a tent. 
No, he's going to establish something permanent on earth, and he will be there forever. This will become the headquarters planet for all of the ones to come in the universe. Yes, you heard me right. God is in the process of developing worlds and putting life on them. More of that later. But his resting place shall be glorious, and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, Israel, which shall be left from Syria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. In other words, from everywhere in the world where they have been scattered. And he shall set up a sign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel. Wow, isn't that exactly what's happening to the, the land of Israel today, small though it might be? And gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. There it is. See Matthew 24, verse 31. And then the envy also of Ephraim shall depart, and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. But they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines toward the west, the Gaza Strip. They shall spoil them of the east together. They shall lay their hand upon Edom. Saudi Arabia, anybody? Or uh, Turkey, Moab, and the children of Ammon, Jordan, shall obey them. You mean all those enemies surrounding Ju uh, um, Jerusalem and uh, Judea and Israel, all of Israel, will now become subject to them? Yep. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea. And with his mighty scorching wind, he shall shake or wave his hand over the river and smite it, and it shall become seven streams, and make men go over it dry shod. So the earth is in for a remodel, that's for sure. Verse 16, There shall be a highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Syria, like it was as uh, to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. Now, that's the end of chapter 11 in the, the setup of the Bible, but it really continues the thought, and it goes on into chapter 12, which is only six verses long. And in that day, you shall say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is now turned away, and you comforted me. Don't you love that? It's beautiful. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has also, excuse me, also become my salvation. Wow. Therefore, with joy, 
shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. That's kind of an interesting way to put it. We're drawing water out of the well of salvation. That's the Bible. The Bible itself is that well. We need to draw water out of it every day and drink. And in that day, you shall say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, and make mention that his name is the one exalted. Amen, for sure. Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. He's excited about this. This let it be known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, you inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel who is in your midst. Wow. I love these two chapters. They're great. We can learn a lot by them. We know that God, that Jesus, is coming back to this earth to set up a government that will fill the entire planet, that will take over every single government and do things right for a change. We're not going to fund abortions We're not going to support big tobacco or tobacco anything. Nobody's going to smoke any drug. Nobody's going to have a drug. Nobody's going to want a drug. Their whole nature is going to change. The way people think will change. And it will become a glorious, beautiful planet. Totally remodeled, redone, Nothing polluting. Can you imagine an earth where you can go to any stream and drink out of it? Just scoop up a cup of water and drink it. Nice, clear, cold water. Wow. Now, I import my water because I have a low tolerance for plastic, and I get my water in glass. And so... I have to do that in order to maintain my health. So I count that expense, and it is an expense. It's not a lot, but it's, you know, extra as something for my health. It's better than medicine, and it makes me feel good. So I need that. And I got all plasticed up and uh, started having all kinds of heart issues and stuff like that, and that's part of the equation. But anyway, I'm much better now, thank you. I just had a physical yesterday, and it's the best report I've had in five years. Thank God for that, I'll tell you. But we need healthy things like this, and this is exactly what Jesus is coming to bring That is exciting. That's the best news we could ever hear, that Jesus is not only real, he's coming back, and he's going to fix what's wrong with planet Earth. Now, if you're a member of the Peace Corps, more power to you. You've got a great heart about you. You are trying to fix what's wrong with our planet. 
What about all the pollution in the sea? All that plastic. You know, there's an entire island out there that's nothing but a massive glob of plastic junk. It's out there in the Pacific. And what about the Pacific? Is it dying? Well, yes. What about fishing? Well, we have fished the whole ocean nearly to death, and that's a shame. And there's a lot of bykill that goes along with it. Is that going to happen when Jesus returns? No, people aren't going to be eating meat. At least not so much. In the Bible, we see three places where people got to eat meat. Three times in the year, one meal or one day of eating meat, and the rest of the time. No, not so much. So, and is there anything wrong with it? No, not if it's done the way God prescribes in the Bible. In other words, if you're going to eat fish, it has to have scales and fins. No skin fish like catfish or shark. If you want to eat birds, they've got to have. Um, three toes in the front, one in the back, not two and two. The ones that are two and two don't um, qualify. So you can find more of that in, I believe it's in Leviticus chapter thirteen. Look it up. Clean and unclean meats. What about pork? No. Rule that one out. But beef is okay. On occasion, it's for occasional use, not every day, and certainly not three times a day. No, 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 no. Well, I I had a gal ask me. I go to a class, and、uh, in this class, she asked me, "Well, where do you get your protein?" Which is the typical question, you know. And I said, "Look." Protein is way overrated. We don't need that much. We're grown-up adults. We're not growing. We're not growing. We shouldn't be growing. You eat too much protein, and you will grow. You will gain weight. Ran into another gal at my physical that I know and love, and have loved her for years. She's a friend of my daughter, and she has gained so much weight. I didn't hardly recognize her. hadn't seen her in a couple of years. She has a little child out of wedlock, but anyway,、um, yeah, you eat too much protein. That's what happens. Stop! You don't need that. You need a a tablespoon and a half of protein a day. You can get that out of a salad. Where do you think elephants get their protein? What about giraffes and?、Um, Hippopotamuses, where do they get it? Where do cows get it? Well, they don't get it from meat. They get it from greens, and that's where we ought to be getting ours too. So anyway, God is going to come and teach us how to live better. Stop eating this meat business. You know, we just don't need that. Let's get over it and get healthy. And let's grow our own if we can. Now, not everybody can. I know that, but 
Everybody should try to grow something. Only plant on the days you want to eat. Make that your rule to live by. I only plant on the days I want to eat. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so get busy. Plant something every day. Put it in a put soil in a pot. Cover the pot soil with mulch of some kind. Now, I usually take my Publix bags and shred them up into little pieces in my shredder, and put that on for my mulch, because it makes the best mulch. It's biodegradable. It's made from wood pulp, and、um, relatively healthy, and vegan. So anyway, that keeps the sunlight off of the soil. If you have black soil, which you should have, it should be full of microbes that'll stay alive only if they're not exposed to sunlight. Keep the soil covered, water it, and that will keep that moisture in where it belongs at the roots. We all need to get to the roots of our problems. And、that's exactly what Jesus is coming back to do. Well, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Thank you for listening to this. I hope it, it has given you some great ideas and insights. There is a better day coming, my friends, when Jesus does return. That's the day we should look forward to. That's the best news anybody could want. Come soon, Lord Jesus. In the time remaining, you can go to my website, itellwhy.com, and you can read my books there for free. You can download them, print them. But until we meet again, have a great day, and thanks for listening.